and welcome to Film Inquiries, the latest. This is a special emergency podcast on the Golden Globes. Yes, that means it's time for another brand new segment of the <laughs> of You Really Like Me and a special Film Inquiry award season sub podcast with Inside the Latest. And to help dive into um, the kind of clusterfuck that was the Golden Globes, I have fellow uh, awards season correspondent Hunter Heilman. Oh, please don't call me that. I don't want to be tied to this forever. Oh, no. Uh, it's it's taken more and more out of me each year. Hunter, we this puts us in a special situation because as as we've talked about on this podcast before, the Golden Globes is a award show Sam. that gets a, a lot of attention, but is ultimately meaningless and uh, is kind of it, pe- people sort of i feel like hate watch this show to a certain point although i thought uh manola I, dargis at, <laughs> I thought manola dargis at the new york times gave an interesting charge of just like don't do that like we we can't give the golden globes power if we watch it even to hate watch it every year um but both of us watched it last night and i'm i'm curious as to how many years pass you know compared to years past like how much of a a a mess would you say this was because i i would say there were aspects of the show the aspects of the show i thought were going to be a mess were not it the show this year like sort of was and was not a mess i feel like the typical messiness of it in terms of like giving awards to very strange people and movies like didn't really happen so much this year very what (laughs) very drunk people yes yeah but the sort of whole apparatus around the show and the context that it arrived this year made it kind of a giant disaster in certain ways. So I'm I'm curious to get, I can maybe elaborate on that here in a little bit, but I'm curious, like what were your immediate thoughts on yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I mean the golden globes without like an in-person ceremony, I mean, is like the fabric of the entire like concept of the golden globes were just crumbled. Because I mean, it. I mean, of course, they got people like famous people to show up over Zoom, and then Jane Fonda, because like, of course, she had to be in person. I'm not saying Jane Fonda is not famous. I'm saying like, of Jane course, Fonda is wonderful. We all love Jane Fonda. Oh, I mean, kind of really one of like the only like objectively good points of the night. Um, I always enjoy the Cecil B. DeMille Award, but um, yeah, I mean, I would say this year, a lot of times it's like with the golden globes i am more frustrated by it because i don't like who they award the awards to and while there definitely were some like huh that's strange moments there were never any where i felt like that like isn't deserving of at least an award and you know the golden globes just happened to be the one to give it to that certain person or that movie etc or television show or whatever so you know, I don't think, like, I mean, we'll get to them, but, like, there were some strange awards given, but none of them were yes. so baffling. Not as baffling as the nominations themselves were. They they kind yeah. of went with, quote, safer choices for, you know, a lot of the wins, and I think that honestly kind of did them good, especially with the whole rigmarole that the Golden Globes are up in right now they kind of saved face i mean i i agree with you i think the as as who far as who they gave awards to there were definitely some surprises that like you i was just sort of like huh did not see that coming but you know this wasn't a year where it was like i remember one year where my girlfriend and i were watching and it was literally like i i think i turned to her and i was like buckle up and and she before she said like what do you mean they were like and best co- actor in a comedy goes to michael douglas for the kaminsky method and she was just like, yeah what? or like or i remember like it was the first award of i think it was 2017 where it was like best supporting actor is aaron taylor johnson and nocturnal animals i'm like he wants to be with the best supporting actor in that movie I would have yeah, given so, like I would have given that to both Shannon and Gyllenhaal before even considering him, and I wouldn't have given it to either of those two other men. So it's just kind of strange choices. But like this year, 
I mean, at least the people who won, I can at least be like, I at least see how they got in these categories. Totally. Like, I see how, like, you know, these people were nominated, even if they might not make it to the Oscars, which they don't always do. The Golden Globes is not a, a clear signifier to the Oscars in the same way that something like right. the SAG Awards or, you know, the, the other ones. And it's largely because the Globes are voted on by the shadowy cabal known as the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, who I, I think, while the awards themselves were maybe not points of controversy, it was weird having this award show and kind of the the open air of acknowledgement and kind of awkwardness around not just the kind of um, the COVID-19 of it all. And the fact that this was this normally like very drunk uh, award show was happening via zoom. And there were plenty of people who had tech issues and people got cut off or like started their speeches when when there wasn't any audio going. Um, And so there was that kind of aura of awkwardness around it, as well as, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association coming under fire for um I I would say a pretty I don't know have you read the Los Angeles Times kind of uh investigative journalism piece on the Hollywood Foreign Press Association Um I haven't really gone into it fully. I mean I know the 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 story right now is that they have 87 members and not a single one of them um, and not a single one of the voters is black which yes like is crazy it's but i mean especially considering like this is the hollywood foreign press association it's not like you know it's not like it's just a group of swedish people voting which even if it was there should at least be one in there like you know it's not it's not like they aren't or it's not like they shouldn't include press from like black majority countries or you know you're supposed to represent this kind of whole non-american view of things and when you can't do that properly i mean a it just shows that your organization is kind of a sham and that's not not been a point of contention in the past you know they've had corruption scandals they've had all this stuff so um that just is kind of almost like icing on the cake to the hollywood foreign press association and them just like i mean they don't even they don't work in the industry they don't do much of anything they're just they're yeah i mean it's one of those things where it's like i watch the golden globes every year but i don't know why i do i almost yeah. do it because they tell me to but also at this point the golden globes have almost become such a parody of themselves that i can't stop watching well, and it's the weird catch-22 situation of the Globes inherently don't really matter. They shouldn't matter as much because they are vo- voted on by this very like obscure organization. And that unlike something like the SAGs that you mentioned, they don't share voting body with the Oscars. So they're not always the best indicator. But if something that they are at the same time, a show that gets like a primetime spot on NBC every year and because of that the stuff that they choose to give awards to gets more attention and therefore like someone who is voting in the Oscars might be more inclined to check something out if it won the Globes um essentially this LA Times piece that I'm referring to kind of um you know it 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 sort of starts off in describing this lawsuit that happened last November. And I, I wanted to read a, a section that kind of talks about the lawsuit where the woman at the center of it, um, you know, the woman at the center of it uh, basically described the HFPA as um, a culture of corruption, claiming the tax exempt organization operated as a kind of cruel, as a kind of cartel, barring qualified applicants, including herself, and monopolizing all important press access while improperly subsidizing its members' income. The group, she asserted, was rife with ethical conflicts which member with members accepting thousands of dollars in emoluments from the very same studios, networks, and celebrity- celebrities they conferred trophies upon, all of it hidden behind a code of silence. So um, apologize for my bad reading aloud skills, but I feel like that kind of paragraph sort of sums up essentially the this LA times piece was kind of drawing attention to a lot of accusations and reporting around stuff. That's really not that new in relation to the globes, which is basically like 
this organization is kind of just there to like take selfies with people and yeah they it's and, taken and it from hearsay it's taken it from hearsay to like an actual accusation of something like yes. a, like a queer like i was involved with this this is who i am not even the you know it's kind of one of those things it was kind of i mean it's almost like one of those things like last year when like ellen was outed as like being terrible it's like yeah everyone's known this but no one has fully said something about it because it's kind of like how do you go up against like how do you go up against the the you know the boss at the end of the at the end of the video game but yeah and i think a a good like explainer example for this is like you know there's a lot of uproar around a show like emily in paris getting a slew of nominations in the comedy or category (laughs) <laughs> right or music but like I, the emily in paris example that i heard of that i forget if it's in this la times piece or not but um is basically like you know that several members like i think over 30 member i i won't use so like a third like more than a third yeah. of the organization a, a giant number of members in the organization got a uh trip to paris courtesy of the show and put up in a swanky hotel and got to just hang out on set and th- there are a lot of detailed accusations of these members essentially just sort of like rewarding whoever can kind of like quote unquote bribe them the best or let or let them into the coolest party or get the have the most lavish dinner with them and sort of kiss their ass the best so needless to say all of this is swirling around the globes as we're entering in and it was so weird to watch like people people who were going to be presenting having to kind of like dance around the sort of like well i hope they come out and say something to explain the fact there's no black people on their board and, you know, like the L.A. Times piece saying that, you know, they are very, very dismissive of new applicants. And well, you can <laughs> see the people on stage are 90 years old. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's only 87 of them. I mean, what? We have more voters in the NCFCA. Yeah. Like we are like a non-major market of film criticism and we still have more voters within our like small organization the ncfca is not large by any stretch of the imagination and yet we have more than the hfpa who you know i think i think it's i think it's 88 or 89 people that they have numbers in the 80s but yeah i I mean it's it's still it it is just sort of fascinating to kind of like go into this normally frivolous award show with i i think finally like i mean none of this stuff is new and we can kind of get into the show itself, but I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting to have all of these kind of like darts thrown at this award show of like, yeah, this is kind of bullshit. This, and this whole statement. organization is nothing and are like nothing burgers. And this is all about like how many celebrities can you like rub shoulders with? And like, ultimately this whole endeavor is meaningless, um, which is maybe not a good thing to say, considering we're doing a podcast about this, but Th- that, but that also, was again, of- I'm here to roast it. I'm not yes. here to be like, I love the Golden Globes. Like, I can, I can watch it and roast it, and also fully realize that it's awful. You know, it's one of those. Yeah. it's one of those things. I don't take it seriously. It's it, it used to be something I did when I was like 14 and didn't understand it. I used to think it was like, you know, the mini Oscars. But like every single year I've watched it since, it's like, is this? is this a crock of shit maybe it is i think it might be so yeah i mean it, i mean in that statement when the three members came out they might as well have come out like like with walkers and like voice boxes because i mean they were basically like that one man i don't know what country he was from he looked like he was on his last leg but like you know what it reminded me of so have you seen the the south park episode around the bp oil spill and how like the ceo of bp just comes out is in like a variety of different like scenarios and it's just like we're sorry we're sorry we're sorry that was basically like they came out and for like two minutes were basically just like yeah we're we're sorry and then just went on with the show and yeah, it and it was so early on in the show, it just left a weird taste in your mouth. It was kind of like 
where do you address this? Do you even address this? And and it didn't feel genuine. It re- it more than anything, they're just like we're going to work on increasing diversity. What I heard was we're going to make sure that it's harder for you guys to find out who our members are. Yeah. Like like we're going to we're going to make sure that it's harder for you to find out we have no black people as opposed to we're going to work to include more black people in our organization. And I mean, I'm putting literally any hope in the HFPA to do anything remotely progressive is like, like don't hold your breath, hon. Well, let's talk about the show itself. Um, let's 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 talk about some things we like. What was something you liked about last last night? Could be specific, could be just general. Um, I mean, I'll start big and kind of work down. I yeah. always have appreciated Tina Fey and Amy Poehler as hosts of the Golden Globes. It's one of terrific those terrific team. Terrific team. I mean, especially like coming after something like, I mean, I always hated when Ricky Gervais hosted it. I know a lot of like, I'm not a fan either. A lot of, I mean, a lot of people, and I feel like a lot of those people are also kind of alt right, but don't hold me to that. But, you know, a lot of people are what, you know, whenever he hosted, they're like, oh, he really stuck it to them, those celebrities. And it's like, y'all do know he is one also. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all do know he's, like, those are his peers. He's not like, coming out and being like he's not genuinely being mean to these people it's literally just like a roast and y'all are taking it seriously he's also not funny and it's cool but um but yeah i think they're good what i appreciated as well they were very low-key hosts and i think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are starting to realize um that hosts are almost they're becoming a little bit obsolete I yeah. think especially after last year's Oscars where was it last year's Oscars that there was no host? We've we've now had two years in a row where there's been no host. No host. And, and I mean I think it's, it's it's gone swimmingly. It's I think. fabulous. And so I mean, I think something like the Golden Globes that again needs that kind of levity of like, we're like we're nothing. So like let's at least make it try to make it entertaining. They did well. I think their their monologue was good. It was concise, which I appreciate. I hate it when people go on for like 30 minutes about nothing. And mm-hmm. um, I also appreciated they roasted the HFPA. I think that's, you know, nice. Yeah. And But yeah, I mean, you saw less and less of them throughout the night. And I, I just think like, I appreciate that they didn't overstay their welcome. I think they really kept... Uh, they came on screen when they needed to. They stayed off when they didn't, and they kept the show moving. It was three hours. It ended at eleven o'clock, and I can't remember. I don't know if that's ever happened where it's yeah, actually ended I on time. Agree. So, um, that's one thing I appreciated, and one thing I enjoyed about the show. I think though they are always a safe bet, but they're they're a timeless sort of comedy, and they kept it. They're not, you know, they're safe, but they're still funny, and I think, um. I don't know how much longer they can go with hosts, but, uh, you know, if we're still going to have hosts for award shows, you can't go much, you can't do much worse than, or do much better than, than them. They're, they're probably the most, I think, entertaining host or host team for any yeah. show, I think, in, in the last several years. In, I mean, I opinion. also can appreciate that they did recognize that Barb and Star would have been a good second choice let's that's that's who the oscars need as a host i mean for real but also they can't have them host the oscars because they didn't nominate or they're not going to nominate them for anything all all the better like let's let's really deck out that theater to be like since del mar or since carbon star came out before or came out after the golden globe nominations came out does that mean that it's going to be nominated next year Mm, maybe because it might, it could sweep next year. Who knows? And it could, you know. I mean, I don't think I. I highly doubt the HFPA probably likes something like that. But at least they brought them out, and they brought it out for uh, what was it for best motion picture comedy? Was it that? I one? honestly don't remember, but I enjoyed I that moment when they came out. I that, think it was, was because fun. I was, I was really being like, oh my god, they're gonna have to get Hamilton this award. And I was like really dreading it. They're like, you're gonna ruin this moment for me. But so one thing I'll bring up. This is a very very general thing. The TV awards. Not pretty bad. Good. Not pretty good. None you know of the what? Awards this year were particularly that bad. It's, I think especially the TV awards. I mean, the, I'd say the three big winners were, um, you know, Queen's Gambit in the miniseries category. Yeah. Great show. 
Um, haven't watched cur- it all yet. I hate that. I oh. I know. I just don't have time. I watched the it's first fine. episode and it was really good, but like, I love Anya Taylor Joy. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, I was really perfect show. I, I mean, a lot of younger people won last night in, in television, and a lot of like up and coming actors that I was like, I love seeing y'all just get yeah. flowers early. And I mean, The Crown pretty much swept the yep. drama categories. Very and happy. Anderson yeah. got uh, supporting the like one supporting award for supporting actress, and I I mean that that is a show. I don't know how you think about The Crown. I think it's b- certainly very well made and is like very popular. And like I I'm satisfied seeing it win. I've only watched the first season, and my mom literally like every time she talks about The Crown, she wants to disown me that I haven't watched it all yet um because my mom is obsessed with the royal family i mean literally mm. i will be because she sits on the love seat i sit on the couch i see her on her ipad and all the stuff she's reading about the royal family this sunday with the like megan and harry interview this is like her super bowl <laughs> so she's very happy about that but like emma corrin especially emma corrin beating olivia coleman like this is the last time yeah. olivia coleman's gonna be playing this i mean role. great great performance yeah and i mean as as big of a fan as your mom is of the crown i'm a big fan of olivia coleman so i'm i have actually i've actually not seen the first two seasons but i am a big fan of the two olivia coleman seasons yeah um and then i love josh o'connor he's great and stuff he was really charming and and emma and um god's own country he's fabulous Mm -hmm. and so um again to see him kind of so early and him blowing up like actually getting you know his awards recognition even if it is from the golden globes it's nice to yeah. see um what did you think then, of J- jason sudeikis's speech because there's been a lot of um um talk about that you i know what i, I, I just hope bad. all the well for for my man jason sudeikis who won the, the best actor in a comedy it sounds sounds like my man i mean i don't i don't I don't uh, profess to know too much about whatever's going on in his personal life right now, but you know, sounds sounds like my man's been going through a lot lately. Um, He's also and, in London shooting Ted Lasso season two, so it was like three a.m. there. And, and, Granted. I, and Hunter, I I believe Olivia Wilde is living in the house with him because they don't want to like you know great great job on being parents. This is maybe like a good parenting decision, but I believe I've heard that. She is staying with him so they can hang out with the kids. Yeah, that is nice. I hope he's. I hope <laughs> she's not bringing Harry Styles around. Um, yeah. But, um. But you know, honestly, I was down. I was down with him wearing that hoodie, though. I would have done the same thing. It, I'd it be. I would be terrific. wearing what I'm wearing right now, like at the Golden Globes. This is Pro- literally what my props setup would to be him like. and Jeff Daniels for just like wearing normal people. Well, clothes. and Chloe Zhao <laughs> too. Well, was like, I'm gonna make a cup of tea and I'm gonna wear this t-shirt. I'm not gonna do my hair. And I love that. It's literally like to me, it just like spits in the face of everything the Golden Globes is about, and that's magical. Like a lot of people are like, why didn't they get dressed up? Why didn't they do all this? I saw one tweet, you know, it was a picture of Amanda Seyfried and her like, you know, I don't I can't remember what she wore. It was, you know, like a Gucci or a Dior or something it was like, like a thousand. Flower like that. dress, yeah. Beautiful dress. But you know, and then they're like the, dress. the expectation for women versus the expectation of men. I'm like, um, there were men who dressed up last night, and there were also women who didn't dress up last night. No one told them to. There were literally no rules for this, and I would have done the same thing. The only thing I was mad at was that a lot of them didn't have good cameras. Y'all are rich. Y'all can afford good cameras. Yeah. Y'all can afford a good setup. I don't want to see y'all on on y'all's MacBook, uh, like webcam yeah that kind of gets to the the tech issue i mentioned earlier and <sighs> that stuff but i mean i mean, I mean back, back to the on. tv i mean yeah i mean i have not seen ted lasso but i i know so many people that have like lovely. To- yeah that have told me it's like one of their favorite shows of the last couple months so no I, again another show that a lot of people seem to really like and shit's creek kind of own the comedy categories and uh, you know that is a show I've only seen a couple episodes of, but like I I can't argue that's like an insanely popular comedy series yeah. that a lot of people really love. So I mean it it the Globes it seemed like made good decisions in the TV category of and like John Boyega, good shows man. that people like. Yeah, he's great on that show or that movie, yeah. whatever we're calling whatever it. whatever it is. Yeah, I mean like I mean again, it was one of those things where it's just been like I feel like John Boyega's like especially in the past couple of years with star Wars 
with a lot of the racist abuse that's been hurled his way and especially yeah. a lot of the way that people kind of look down at him now for distancing himself from it because you know everyone mm-hmm. has that whole like well, you should just be grateful you were in it it's like shut up like that's not literally not your business or your like place to say that it's just again it's nice to see people who deserve it get their flowers and for once i feel like especially in tv the globes actually didn't do too terribly of a job with it well let's maybe uh do you have any other kind of like positive things to to mention i mean the film awards weren't particularly that bad either i mean i'm very no. glad i'm i'm very glad nomad went blah, blah, blah. i'm very glad nomad land won best picture because um i was bracing myself for a chicago seven <laughs> honestly i was and i was just like oh I I was surprised too. I thought that seemed like the very obvious globe pick is like the big, it's a big flashy sort of like very on the nose, very like waving its hands in the air. Hey, I'm the movie of the moment. And And when Sorkin won best screenplay, I was like, this is it. This is the end. But then it was literally the end of them winning anything. Yeah. Um, And I mean, Nomadland won the best film drama award and chloe yeah. Zhao won best director um lovely speech from her both times i could listen yeah. to her speak all day she's so like you can just she's one of those filmmakers where you can just tell she loves what she does yeah it's not my even... girlfriend was watching her speech this morning like uh when she was eating breakfast and i was just like that keep Keep a lookout on that woman. That woman's yeah. gonna like she she's gonna be huge in like a couple of years of like and, and my, my girlfriend was just like, oh, like her not not even a like dismissal, what was just like, oh, oh, okay. And I was just like, I guarantee you, like Chloe Zhao is gonna be like a household name here in a couple well, of years. Well, I mean, probably. again, we've talked about it before. She's she's had the the tiny indie with like the writer, and then she, yeah. I can't remember what the one before she did that was. I can't called. either. It's a longer name, but there was that, and now she's had, like, the midsize indie with Nomadland. Now she's going to Marvel, and then she's backtracking a little bit to, like, Blumhouse Western Dracula. I mean, she's doing doing so much that she's going to hit every audience who can know her name, which is going to be really cool to see. So um, So do you think this puts Nomadland kind of the the front runner for so. the, the awards race i i would say so too i'll be interested to see whether whether that changes at all obviously yeah. it's out on hulu now and i i know a lot more people have been checking it out or or asking which me i'm like, glad hey, you... i'm so glad they did yeah i'm i'm glad it's it's a good i i was worried it was just gonna go like largely under like unseen but mm-hmm. um i think a lot of the the hype of the last nine months uh, or uh, what has it been six months since it premiered yeah at, at but Venice. yeah a lot of that hype since like september when people first started getting a look at it um i think it's kind of paying off with people are like oh it's on hulu now i need to catch up with this thing that's yeah. winning all these awards yeah so i was glad to see that i'll be interested to see how it does in it with francis mcdormand because i think the biggest I think the biggest surprise of last night was Andrew Day winning Best Actress in a Drama. Yeah, I but would say also, all three of the actress winners in the movie category were, were all surprising. kind of surprises to me. And yeah. I, I'm curious, have you seen any of those three movies? No, I haven't. And I feel so bad about it because here's the thing. I've been, you know, while catching up on these like awards movies that I need to see mm-hmm. before it happened, I literally just was kind of like, you know they're dominated they're not gonna win you know i was like you know i it's gonna be either francis mcdormand or carrie mulligan probably you know and best picture or best performance musical or comedy it's you know it's either gonna be like maria bakalova or maybe like anya taylor joy and then best supporting actress is gonna be going close because they all old but I was shocked with all three of them. I can't say I'm mad at any of them, but so I know I know a lot of people do not like the United States versus Billy Billy Holiday. However, every yeah. even negative review I've seen of it has pretty much said that Andrew Day is pretty spectacular in it, though. So yes. I mean, at the end of the day, they are just rewarding the performance. It's not like it won, you know, best yeah, picture drama. I, I caught up with them, or I guess not caught up like it premiered on hulu last yeah. weekend and very um, late I'd, stage addition to the awards race yeah i would probably second what you kind of said the sense you've gotten i would say that um you know and and andrew day is 
pretty great in the movie. Um, I and would I've say loved her the- for a while. I, she's such a great musician, so it is, again, nice to see someone who I know really will take in the moment and like appreciate it you know yeah and that was a great moment to see like her and her family and how emotional she was did um, you see regina king surprising her at her like hotel room no i didn't. it was during the access hollywood interview and regina king was so excited she had her dog with her and like was just like jumping all over the place it was so sweet like just her supporting in day like you know yeah. it was one of those moments would i have i mean you know i to me to me, it's Carrie Mulligan all the way, but, you know, I think Frances McDormand might be the safer pick, but I, you know, when I heard that Andrew we'll, Day won, we'll I was see. Like, okay. I think the issue with um, Frances McDormand and yeah. and uh, Viola Davis is that, you know, they have three Oscars between the two of them, and so I I, I feel pretty confident and it's going to be... Oscars, too. Yeah. So I have a feeling like I, I I still can't totally knock Mulligan out. I think she's still a big contender, but it's I, a young I, movie though. Yeah, it's a very contemporary um, piece, which they don't always go for. Yeah, but a- Andrew Day's good. I I I'm reluctant to quite recommend United States versus Billie Holiday. I think you know it's it's interesting that we've now gotten in the last couple months three movies about the FBI targeting prominent black figures. Um, with Jason the Black Messiah and uh, MLK FBI, I would say this is the least successful of them. And I, I thought the movie itself was kind of a giant mess and a little bit trying. Lee to, Daniels like, is not my favorite. I think he's, he's, uh, he's well, hit it's, or miss, it's, but mostly it's very miss. Lee Daniels in in yeah. the sense it is it, it 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 is like it is very Lee Daniels, and I think the stuff that works about him, which is the sort of like overly sexual and glamorous style but also it is like very it it is kind of a giant mess in trying to be about this very specific story with her in the fbi and also trying to be a generic biopic and also trying to be a a message movie about the war on drugs which um yeah so i i don't i don't know a movie i would quite recommend but i i do think she's good in it um and I, I'm not a fan of either the Mortanian or um, I'm actually in the minority on I Care A Lot. I know that is like the hot new Netflix movie. I not I haven't watched it yet. A lot of gays are loving it and you know I have to check anything out with them. I mean, I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I just, I guess I just haven't had time to yet because it's a very recent film as well. Yes. But like, I haven't seen the Mortanian because I missed out on, I like the screener timed out for me and now I just have to wait for it to come to VOD. Um, yeah, that's the Jodie Foster's supporting actress win for that was sort of the one where I was like, even she seemed surprised and was like, I'm just hanging out here with my partner and we're like in our pajamas and like, I'm not going to win, right? We just got the dog here. Like, I'm just going to zoom into this. And then it genuinely seemed like she was caught off guard and was like, oh, wait. I, I think all, like, three of them, all three of them were. Andrew Day was yeah. definitely caught off guard. Rosamund Pike was. Rosamund Pike's so cute. Like, her reaction and, like, I like Anya Taylor-Joy's reaction to it. She's so happy. Like, I I do, I think, I would have liked to have seen Maria Bakalova win, to yeah, be honest. Same. Um, but, you know, I think you might knock out her chances of maybe swinging an Oscar nomination, even though I think she would be supporting at the Oscars some reason i don't know why it's different here but yeah those those three i mean i for me the way i look at it this is just a delayed golden globe for rosman pike for gone girl that's fair you know it's just like let's we we screwed up six years ago so yeah i have a hard time imagining that performance is gonna make its way into the oscars but i you you never know i just think like this is a case of like because the globe split the lead categories between comedy and drama this got a chance for um her to kind of have her day in the sun but i don't i don't know that that movie is gonna find its way um you know we'll we'll see about the mauritanian i i found that movie kind of a snooze but um you know we'll we'll see yeah (laughs) um but i wouldn't be surprised if you know andrew day winds up in the the actress race because yeah. um i will definitely agree that that is a great performance in an otherwise pretty bad movie yeah so and i mean at the end of the day it is one of those things where it's like it's the performance 
They're not yeah. awarding best performance in a good movie. They're just awarding best performance. So, you know, I think anyone kind of up in arms about that, it's like, okay, then, like, you can't really say that she had a good performance and then be mad that she kind of won. Also, she is the first, I mean, not the first, she's only the second black woman to ever win best performance in a motion picture drama at the Golden Globes. What? The only other person is uh, Whoopi Goldberg, if I'm correct for the color purple. Wow. First one in 38 years, I think. Incredible. Yeah, so, I mean, or wait, no. That was best director 38 years for a woman. The first one was Barbara Streisand for Yentl, but um, the other, but yeah, it's been a long time, and it's just like, that's just, I mean, it's one of those things where you, when you just stop and think about it, you're just like, that's crazy. Like, no one's, like, I haven't heard anything about that since. It's just one of those things where, like, I just feel like, you know, when you think about, like, especially black women at award shows, it's like, you think about how the first black woman to ever win Best, like, Actress in a Leading Role was Halle Berry in 2002. Mm-hmm. It's like, Crazy. holy crap, 2002, that's insane. So, um... So yeah, it's just one of those, it's one of those moments where, like, I feel like all five of those performances, I mean, again, I've only seen the clips of the United States versus Billie Holiday, but, you know, all five of those performances seemed pretty deserving, I think. Um, and yeah, then, let's, let's talk about the, the male performances, since we talked about the female ones. Um, What? What were kind of your thoughts here? I I didn't think there were any surprises here. Um, no, I will say I which thought is a good the thing. yeah I I'm sure like many people I thought the the Chadwick Boseman tribute was very very emotional. Like was yeah. describing it to my girlfriend this morning, and she was like, "Oh oh my god!" I, she was like glad that she didn't see it, if only because she was like, it was "I." A lot. I she she's been like i can't emotionally like watch him in anything because i'll just like cry and i was like yeah his i was like near tears watching his wife try and get through that that it was one of those moments where it was like i i was just reminded how much it actually hurts because Mm -hmm. you know it was one of those i mean it's been like six seven months now he died last august and it's like it feels like a long time ago it almost felt like something i've kind of reckoned with at this point and then watching that speech i was like no no i haven't i haven't yet like yeah you know actually seeing him like get get that recognition now it just like it just hit differently so but yeah i was happy to see that yeah that seems about as much of a lock as any going into the oscars like everyone pretty much yeah acknowledging that like Best actor is going to go to Chadwick and it's going to be this posthumous sort of celebration of his life and of yeah. the the impact he had. And especially um, without Del Rolando in the category, because yeah. even I mean, even with that, I would say that was probably my favorite performance of last year. Chadwick Boseman is is without that there, which I honestly at this point mm-hmm. I don't think it will be. But yeah, it's his. Yeah. And rightly so. Um then Sasha. What do you think Baron- about the- yeah, what do you think about the Borat phenomenon? Is is Bor are we gonna be talking about Borat two for like the next couple months? Is Borat uh, two gonna get Oscar nominations? I I no, I don't think so. And I think that's okay. I think it I think it can exist as a good Golden Globes comedy film and mm-hmm. just be that. Cause I didn't I like Borat too. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was amazing, but I thought the performances at the center of it were both really pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, even within, I mean, the only other movie I would have given it to other than Borat would have been Palm Springs. But like, they yeah, weren't going to do that because Hamilton. Hey, haven't seen it. I know everyone like everyone gets mad at me about that, but it's not a movie. The older again, the older I get, the less I like stage musicals, which like my uh my like theater kid self from high school would slap me across the face for that. But like again, Hamilton, you won so many Tonys, you can't have yeah, everything. <laughs> it's not a movie. It's not a movie. Don't recognize it as that. I thought that was going to be the clear winner, and I'm glad it wasn't, because I don't know if I could have stomached a Lin-Manuel Miranda speech, but um, Mm -hmm. let alone two. So, I mean, the other ones, music, no, like, I think not. 
I've said every mean thing I can say about that movie, and I will say more about it because did, it deserves did, it. Did think it was pretty funny the way that they like no one outside Kate it. Hudson wanted to have anything to do with that movie. Roasted it. They were like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I mean, they <laughs> they were so mean to it, and rightly so. It's a horrible movie that is so <laughs> offensive, and it's like not even just like offensive. It's offensive and terrible. So you know you have to. Except it is that it's it's just like I don't know how it's there. It's stupid. It's just it's just a horde film that should sweep the Razzies if the Razzies weren't complete bullshit. Also, um, if they actually did, you know, their job. But even then, I don't. It's one of those moments where I'm like, I don't think we should talk about the worst of stuff. I think that's like tawdry and uh, like cheat but then a movie like music comes around and i'm like you know what maybe we do need those awards maybe we do need to let people know to sit the hell down um yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't gonna be that the prom Mm-mm. nope nope it's not as bad as me no it's not to the point of music but Mm-mm. Mm-mm. um so a very glad to see james corden didn't win like again the only other person it could have been for best performance in a musical or comedy I mean, again, Lin Manuel Miranda, but I wouldn't have recognized that. But it yeah, could have been Andy Samberg, I'll, but Dev Patel yeah. didn't show up. You know, they're not going to give an award to someone who didn't show up. Very true. So, well, I, I'll be curious to see what kind of wh- whether or not the Borat awards phenomenon is just this award show or or not. I um, think it will be. Honestly, I don't expect yeah. to see much of it. I'd love to see Maria Bakalova make it the best supporting actress. I don't think she's going to, especially especially if she couldn't take something of the globes for it. Yeah. And then well, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. My man. I mean, you love to see it. I, I did not love to see his bad um, tech experience where the, if this isn't a perfect summation of the globes is like they waited right, two seconds to say no we've had enough of him we don't want him to talk <laughs> right in the midst of like you know i think tina fey and amy poehler had already made the joke i think this was before the actual like f <laughs> hfpa members like came out but basically like it's already been acknowledged through the night like a race problem in the hollywood foreign press association and then the first award out of the gate goes to a, a young black man, one of just like I, playing Fred Hampton. Yes, and his mic doesn't work. The like tech does not work, and he's trying to give his speech, and no one can hear him. And Laura Dern has to awkwardly be like, "Well, that's I'm enough sorry. of that. We've seen enough on. of you, darling." <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, I like. I mean, he's like, you know, like y'all did me dirty. Um, very I, I happy turned to over see at that. that moment. I was like, "It has begun." <laughs> yeah, like I mean, how on the how much more on the nose can you get? Um, very. I'm so happy to see him win because I thought it was going to be Sasha Baron Cohen, and I was like, "Oh no!" So once yeah. I saw that, I was like, "Maybe they didn't love this movie as uh, like Trial of the Chicago Seven as as much as they should have." And again, a, a young actor, sort of early in his career. I think I, early in, I in a very long-spanning. So long-spanning career because yeah. i think he's gonna have a lot of longevity um i love him so much i think his performance is like spectacular it is such a deserved award um he's i just like that he's just charming. he's he's for me i don't know if you have young actors who are like this for you or maybe old actors but it, he is to me one of the more fascinating like oh young movie stars of yeah everything that i've seen him in it like every every time I go into a movie and I know he's in there, I I think I got this guy figured out. Like I I think I have an image of like what what he can do as an actor. And every single time I see him in something, I'm like, I I didn't know he had that in him. I didn't know like this this is a whole new thing that I didn't know he could do. I remember seeing him on Skins when I was younger, and I remember not finding out until like a month ago that that was him that he played Pasha yeah. Kenneth in the first two um seasons and wrote two episodes as well like i loved that show when i was in like you know like middle high school because i thought high school was gonna just be a drug fueled like i thought it was like it's like british euphoria but it's like i got to high school and it's like oh oh no it's just we're just somehow meaner um than we were in middle school but yeah like that he sicario 
Yeah, or I was gonna say I I remember being so surprised seeing him in in Widows. Like, he's so I've, good in Widows. He should have gotten so an Oscar good. nomination for that. And he's so, like I I remember like I I came out of Get Out thinking like okay he's got this like great kind of like everyman energy and these really expressive eyes and then I like see him in Widows and he's like this guy is like the scariest motherfucker in the room and is is in like three scenes in that movie and is like. As terrifying that's, as like Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. That scene then, in the basketball court is unreal, yes. unreal. I Widows is one of those movies that like I just think about how it didn't get any Oscar nominations, and I just get angry. Travesty, angry. Yeah. And then I see him in Judas and the Black Messiah, and he is so like charismatic and in thunderous. It. And afterwards, like I've just now been going up to everyone. I was like, this guy should be James Bond. This this guy's like yes. the most charismatic like like i i like fun and he's and like star. i'll just speak from my own experience i don't mean to objectify him he is also objectively sexy so like okay yes, he so, should be, so that checks he, the james bond box he should like. be james bond he's charming he's charming in a way that james bond hasn't been before like contemporarily charming um and like yeah i mean he just how old is he he's, he's in his 30s right 32 yeah that's like yeah. perfect age to start like a, a long james bond so yeah, and I mean like that's the thing in Judas and the Black Messiah too. I didn't see him in that, and that's the sign of a good mm-hmm. performance. I was like, yeah, he's not, he's not here. Like that's not Jan- like Daniel Kaluuya. So far into this, he is on another level. So he was that. on Good Morning America and like making people like making <laughs> Robin Roberts. Blush. Yeah, he made Robin Roberts like blush Open, talking to out, him. <laughs> out and proud lesbian. Robin Roberts was going crazy over him. Do you know how much that takes? Like, do you know Robin Roberts' wife was at home was like, mm, yeah, okay, whatever. He think he's cute. Um, yeah, I love him. I, I'm I'm very excited to see him in literally anything he touches. Um, well, it sounds like he's going to be in the new Jordan Peele movie. So, as he should. Yes. So. Um. What What were just some other like random things that you either didn't like or 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 liked um tracy morgan not knowing how to pronounce soul was a big mood that was a little strange um <laughs> that made me laugh pretty hard I while was like, also being like what is going did, on did, i was like did he just have a stroke what just happened um and then, also congrats to soul a movie i like that won two awards just throw uh-huh. that out there yeah uh-huh. um i like trent reznor <laughs> yeah it's my new work jams um anyway anyway y'all can get a free trial for apple tv if y'all want to go watch <laughs> wolf walkers um that's filmandquery.com slash apple t- just kidding um i like no, wolf walkers too <laughs> i love wolf walkers I, I mean it's just one of those things like one of these days cartoon saloon's gonna come through and win something but i guess it's just not this year which like yeah. in my mind it was like if it's not this year it's not gonna be any year but i guess not yeah. it's fine pixar can win their 18th freaking oscar it's it's okay um yeah okay let's go into some bad things um wait wait i have one i have one more good thing okay this is very small but this is like something that just brought me brought me so much joy both times that i saw it during the awards ceremony and like if you could have seen the look on my girlfriend's face when i leaned over to her the first time this happened it was just like my guy right there that's why i love him so much david fincher just taking shots oh yeah that was a big uh, mood oh oh wait love it (laughs) another good thing that i actually liked um that the like socially distant space actually had no celebrities in it it was all frontline workers oh that was nice yeah that was very nice i don't know how much they actually cared about it but also at the same time if someone was like, hey, do you want to take a night off and go to the Golden Globes? We'll get you like a, a nice gown for it. I'd go in yeah. a second. I'd go in an absolute second. So that was really nice. It was just a nice sh- like show of goodwill from, you know, an award show that doesn't really have much of it. So, um, All right, bad stuff. Minari. I've, I've stated it before, but yeah. it's just like, y'all, how are y'all like... I just wish they had addressed that a little bit more. I mean, they roasted music, they roasted, you know, all of that. But like, it's just one of those things. Like, it should have been in Best Picture, even if it didn't it win. 
Like, yeah, it won, but also it's not a foreign language film. And now the other foreign language films didn't get to have their shine, which it should have been La Llorona. But honestly, if it hadn't been La Llorona, it would have been another round. If I'm, I, I think that's probably the second favorite. But like, I just don't get it. It's just such, I, it, again, it's one of those things that's on the nose. It's just like, you're telling me that a, a, an organization known for corruption and not having literally any black members also like views um, like immigrants in America as like somehow other I've said it a million mm. times. It's just something like even especially with them winning, it's just like this just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. It just doesn't, it doesn't yeah. sit right with me. Um, I don't Shout know to Lee Isaac Chung's daughter though. That was really she cute. Prayed. Yeah. She prayed. She prayed. Um, and then, like, I, did you also see Alan Kim's uh, reaction? He's pr- uh, His family was I, so happy. He's so happy. His family was so precious. I think he would have rather seen Sonic the Hedgehog win, but, like, you know, I think, uh, you know, it was, it was nice to see. But also, um, what was that, what was that whole thing with, like, the people Skyping the doctors? Uh, none of the bits. I will just say bits none of them were in this show. Objectionably, really bad. As cute as it was to see like all the little kids be like Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther. You I love Chadwick they told Boseman. those kids to say that. Well, it was a pretty long run up of like I don't find kids saying like I don't think what's that show is like kids say the darnest things like i don't think that's funny like <laughs> well it's certainly not now because bill cosby hosted it but well <laughs> true. no they brought it back <laughs> tiffany haddish hosted it for a while she's 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 savory she's mm. she is the star of spongebob sponge on the run apparently but you know and like uh, i love maya rudolph but the maya rudolph keenan thompson thing was kind of excruciating to watch and i did not find i mean the entire the entire time i was just thinking of um whenever like keenan thompson was talking about or was like speaking french i was just like this is just like a a pierre escargot sketch from all that 20 years late Um, can we talk about aaron sorkin's um acceptance speech which i i kind of have a feeling he didn't know what speech he was accepting for yeah no for real i mean granted he better be glad that he gave that speech because he didn't want anything else that night however um yeah i mean him reading all of those quotes that should have been in the movie and probably would have made it uh, a lot more profound happy but it's okay he's still one best screenplay they're gonna give it to him anyways um yeah it's it was weird also him being like talking to emerald Fennell and chloe Zhao, being like you're the reason my daughter wants to be a filmmaker i'm like aaron sorkin the reason your daughter wants to be a filmmaker is because you can buy her a studio debut anytime you want because mm. you're she's aaron sorkin's daughter like i'm sure she is inspired by them but let's not act like daddy isn't getting her a nice career is that mean it, that's mean but well, also it, like it, she hasn't done anything to me felt but like, like the whole thing felt like a speech that was like a lot of good intentions but like it kind of came across like a little a little like so like the trial of chicago 7 yeah kind of it was very on brand Uh, my my last just negative thing is a bad night for music and i don't mean the offensive movie by sia i mean just like the song category like can we not do better can we not yeah it was all i mean it's just all very much so like like strong ballads and and very on the nose songs i i was kind i mean i was kind of shocked that eoc is that what it is i i know i know tracy morgan read it as low c which is like oh honey that's not mm. that's not a lowercase l um but i haven't seen the life ahead i was surprised it even got nominated but also like it's diane warren like you know i think i'm not surprised they gave her that um, I fully thought it was going to be Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Yeah, same. Because it just felt like one of those like very well. Because Leslie Odom Jr. is like lovely you know, singing voice, a, a figure for... that everyone loves. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was either going to be that or Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah because I, that song is wonderful. Also, but yeah, I was just kind of like, huh, that's strange. That's suspicious. That's mm. weird. Like. 
so it was just one of those moments where I was just like, huh, I'm not mad at it because it sounds like a good song. I haven't heard it, to be completely honest with you. That's why I was kind of so shocked about it all. But it, Song categories at award shows are, you know, especially in the Globes and the... Don't don't get me started. When we get to the Oscars, like the song categories always like make me want to pull my hair out because most of the songs yeah, are bad. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not as like I honestly think the Golden Globes sometimes have better song choices. Um one that one that I remember very clearly is I remember from it was twenty fifteen and it was from Hunger Games Mocking Jay Part Two. It was um Lord got on nominated for Yellow Flicker Beat, which is genuinely a bond level song it's so good and the oscars completely ignored it and it was i i think they also did that for catching fire too for atlas because honestly like fully they like the music from the hunger games movies the original songs and the credits are wonderful and they never got any actual like nominations outside the golden globe so um it, you know it's just one of those it's one of those moments where i don't I don't understand it, but also I expect the Oscars. It's kind of the only category where I see the Oscars as doing wholly worse overall, mm-hmm. usually. Um, well, any yeah. any last things before we we kind of leave the Golden Globes behind? Um, go forever. watch some Jane Fonda movies. I didn't yeah. mention that earlier. What's, she had what's a fact- favorite of yours? Ooh, I uh, one one I noticed last night that I was like, a I need to go back and rewatch it, and b more people need to talk about it. I love the China Syndrome. Oh, I've never actually seen that. It's My, a, that's the one Michael Douglas is in that, right? Yeah, Michael Douglas, Jack Lemmon, her Michael Douglas produced it too. Um, I love like I love like expose movies about that, like movies about really good journalism or just mm-hmm. like you know just looks into things that like on paper don't sound exciting like oh yeah like a a, a conspiratorial cover-up to you know shut down the you know or like you know to cover up a nuclear power plant accident that sounds so boring it is fabulous and it's kind of you know especially i think nowadays with things like chernobyl having come around and mm-hmm. done it on a much bigger scale it was i was ahead of its time and i i like these movies and Jane Fonda's fabulous in it. Michael Douglas is fabulous in it. And um, that's one. And then I also really like, I didn't see it for the first time until like last year. I think it was at the beginning of quarantine. Such a depressing movie, but uh, they shoot horses, don't they? That's a great one Mm. too. Great early piece from her. And then being just a massive homosexual, I can't ignore nine to five. Nine to five. Fun movie. It's it's so fun. Great, great song. Fun movie. I love Dolly Parton and literally anything. Lily Tomlin's so charming. And like they're just like if I could join any friend group in Hollywood, it would be those three women. I definitely recommend uh two, I think, very underrated movies from the seventies. Uh Coming Home, which I think won her one of her two yes, Oscars. Because I saw her I saw her speech last night when everyone was like, Jane Fonda is like that bitch and always will be when she cause she um she signed her she did American Sign Language in her Oscar speech because the Oscars refused to close caption it for broadcast. <laughs> so she was like, well, fine, I'm going to get up and do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, she's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What's very, the other very, one? Uh, other one is Clute. Clute, yeah. Her and Donald Sutherland. Also won her an Oscar. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. I'd say that's that's five great James Bond movies. I was about to say, and... Um, both they shoot horses don't they and china syndrome had her nominated for oscars so um she's a legend i liked her speech too because it was fiery like jane fonda always is but it was also concise it was not a 20 minute acceptance speech which some people have done and that's tiring so um she came out with a plan at a point it was kind of just like anyway here's my top 10 of 2020 (laughs) <laughs> that was actually my favorite part. I but, was like, like I'm at glad the same Jane time, Fonda is just firing off her letterbox list. And like firing off <laughs> stuff that the Globes very clearly ignored as well. Yeah. As being like, this this is great stuff, so let's talk about that too. So, yeah. Go watch some Jane Fonda stuff. She's great. You know, do some aerobics too. Well, Hunter, we'll definitely have you back as the award season progresses. Uh, coming it's not up, over the yet. Rest Are you kidding me? No, we still got two months. <laughs> coming up this month on the latest we'll be wrapping up wandavision maybe starting falcon and the Winter soldier exploring why in the world the 
giant lizard and a giant gorilla are going to fight each other on HBO Max. And um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll have a 12-hour Snyder Cut episode. We'll, we'll, we'll just see. <laughs> <laughs>